With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know how fast you're going? Industry news. Trends. The people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latroy. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hi, welcome. Uh, hour number two of the big program. It is Pit Pass Mo- Motor Racing Weekly. Sublime with Rome. Yeah, Rome Ramirez coming up a little later on in the hour. We've got uh, Superstar joining us uh, for the first guest shot in uh, hour number two, and that is, of course, Frankie Fritz. He's the star of uh, America Pickers on the History Channel, the number one program, I think, on cable, period. I mean, it's just... It, it, People watch it and they're fanatics. They'll they'll binge on this program. And what's not to binge on, you know? Because you got guys like Frank who know their stuff. He's the king of the bundlers. He joins us now. Frank, how are you? Great. Well, I tell you what, we are having a great evening, but um, when I talked to you yesterday, your biggest concern was the amount of rain they've gotten, all the flooding in uh, in and along Illinois, Iowa, along the Mississippi, uh, but we're looking ahead to the end of August for the uh, the vintage race at the, uh, at the fairgrounds in Davenport. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, if the water ever gets up to the fairgrounds, you're going to see Noah's Ark. Because the world is coming to an end. <laughs> it's high, high and dry. Far, but, we, but we have had a lot of businesses that have, uh, I don't know if they'll be able to make it back because, I mean, they've been underwater for three, four months. How is, know, it, how, been, how is it affecting your business uh, in, in Illinois? Uh, it doesn't affect mine at all because the, uh, the water is real wide there. Okay. Real wide, so they don't, they don't have it. They don't really have that kind of problem. Well, thank God. It's kind of... Yeah, kind of when it narrows down, when it narrows down, that's tough. Has it affected you and uh, and the crew as far as um, going out and picking? Have you had to adjust your schedule? What do you need for the flood? Yeah. Oh, not one bit. Really? Not one bit. We, we hardly pick in Iowa. We, we wouldn't be picking down there. There's nothing down there but grass and a band shell and a, <laughs> uh, and a hotel. That's about it. Frank I'll Fritz. Drink, Frank, our, our, our guest, and, and Frank is connected to us because of his love for motorcycles. And Frank, a little later on uh, in the hour after our interview with uh, Rome Ramirez from Sublime with Rome, the hit band, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the top 11 motorcycles of all time. Uh, you've obviously been educated well. Uh, John Parham was a buddy of yours. And um, is there a favorite bike that you've you've been either a looking for and haven't found yet or uh, a bike that you have found and put some money into and restored um, is, is there a favorite find for you not so much i mean you know i, I mean i've got old a lot of older bikes a lot of newer bikes i guess my favorite bike is the one that's got a battery and it'll start <laughs> that's about my that's about my favorite part but i usually take out about five to seven bikes a year I register and sure, and then I ride the heck out of them, and then I put them away, and then I'll pick out another, you know, five or six bikes for the next year. So they all get they all get rolled, you know, periodically. I'm going to test you. How many bikes? Do you remember last year when we had you on about the same time? I asked right. you how many bikes you have in your collection now. That was last year. How many bikes do you have in your collection now? 
Oh, not too much. I've been trying to stay out of control or stay in control. Yeah. Uh, I've probably got 140 easy. <laughs> easy. Probably more than that. And do you find yourself, I mean, you're on the road a lot uh, with the picker shell. Uh, do you find yourself, um, you know, kind of missing the ability to ride when you're on the road? Um, a little bit, you know. I mean, we, uh, um, you know, when we're on the, uh, we're on the road, we're there to work, you know, so I can ride all day long when I get home, you know. Right. It's been uh, beautiful weather here in Iowa. Everybody's got their bikes out. And, um, you know, uh, 4th of July, Algona's coming up, and then right after that, Sturgis. So we got, we got plenty of riding time left. When you say Algona, what uh, are you? Get, you're going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there. I only missed two years. Wow. Uh, Beta Viola, a bit of Iowa's uh, um, Freedom Rally. Sure. Yeah, so that's one way that we make some revenue to keep the organization, organization going. I haven't been to that in ages, but there was uh, some pretty interesting people the last time I went. What's that event like now? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's kind of calmed down. I mean, I, um, when we had it at Humboldt, I remember being there was only five hundred people, and then five years later there was fifteen thousand people. Yeah, wow. And it's it's grown quite, but um, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not sure. You don't bring the kid there. Let's just say that. <laughs> it, it was. Yep. I'll just leave it at that. It was, uh, and it wasn't just women that were. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah, people. Oh, yeah. People kind of let wild or whatever. Well, put alcohol and and that type yeah. of thing and other. Ex- I don't even. Some of those people probably don't need that. They're that stupid already. But uh. <laughs> Frank, I don't think these people were even drinking. They were like in line to get a cheeseburger or something, and just like, <laughs> sure. what is going on here? I, Didn't they right. turn over oh. like a a, a a a dozer or something one year? Didn't they do that? A dozer. Um, they um, turned something cool. over. I'm not sure. Well, anyway. All right. Uh, Frank Fritz, our guest, star of the uh, hit television program that has uh, developed legs of his own. But one of the reasons why is because they have very knowledgeable uh, producers and very knowledgeable hosts. Frank, you've been doing the show for how long now? Uh, we're working on the end of season 10. But uh, we, I think we went out for eight or nine months before uh, our first season came out. So we, we've been on the road for about 11 years. Did they did they come to you? Did History Channel come oh, to you? Oh no, 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 no. Mike pitched it for five and a half years. Wow. History told us to get lost. <laughs> Mike Channel told us to get lost. National Geographic told us to get lost. CMT said get lost. Everybody said you guys uh even Marsha Bemco from uh, Antique Um Roadshow said, No, good idea, but Nobody's going to watch a skinny guy and a fat guy running around in a white truck. It'll never happen. <laughs> By the way, uh, Frank is shorter in stature with a beard. That's how you can recognize well, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, no, five and a half years. Wow. And there was a little change over in personnel at history. And a lady for like the first time, usually they want you to do a bunch of sizzle reels and all that kind of stuff. She looked at a couple of her reels and she said, I'll take 10 episodes right now. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so Mike was the one. I was working a straight job. I was a fire inspector for 25 years. And uh, he pushed and pushed and pushed, and, you know, here we are. 
You uh, are affiliated with us and the race in Davenport that takes place August 30th at the uh, and what, what's the fairgrounds called officially, Tony? The Mississippi Mi- Valley. Mi- yeah, Mississippi Valley. <laughs> and and they have improved the sound system, Frank, if you recall from our first year. Uh, but you are always uh, uh, very very eager to uh, help us present the John Parham Horizon Award. Um, sure. Tell us what John Parham meant to you. What he meant to me was he was a straight up guy. Mm-hmm. He was he was you never see him mad, you never see him super happy. He was evil evil, you know, just a regular even level dude. You oh know, wow. You never know never know that you know, if you didn't know who he was, you know, you not that money makes you anything, but you wouldn't think he had, you know, two quarters of between his nickel, you know. He just was, he was just a great guy. I mean, he was uh that we went in uh we go to Washington together, we go to Ole together, we go to Davenport together. And, you know, uh, his his uh, motorcycle museum is in Anamosa, Iowa, not too far from my home. So Super cool. Every while, yeah, so every once in a while I need a destination, I'm just kicking in the gear and right up there for the heck of it. And I do have a few bikes inside his museum. Yeah, I, I, John was a, was a good guy, and, you know, he was – not associated with that race. He started the race that I that I took over, um, okay. and uh, and 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 you know that. And, and then he sold it, and uh, and then I bought the event off of Matt George, and and I was really excited to to work with John. And I had talked to John and Jill, and and you know, and I was like, um, we're going to do some, we're going to make this thing awesome, and it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to be your event again. And right. and he was sick, but um, he passed the year that I that I bought it. And, yeah, uh, four two years ago. Yep. And so it just it's just a uh, it was a it was it was I felt like it was it was something that I wanted to do with him and for him because he had so much love for that race and then didn't even go for a lot of years and uh, right. you know and it was just kind of hard I think to. For for it was it was hard for everybody to lose John. It's hard for him too because we set up right across from him and uh, yeah, you know, R- right. He got tired early. He had to have oxygen and all that kind of stuff. So it was a uh, it was tough seeing him decline in our eyes. Also, yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I remember was where you were set up last year. You were right across the street from the. Uh, uh, the fellow who, who, and he's been on the show, but he painted evil's, uh, helmets and uh, okay. bikes. George Sedlock. There it is. A great guy, great guest and the knowledge really and stories he tells, but also the original Indian wrecking crew, uh, right. the history at that swap meet and, and race that whole weekend is phenomenal. You must just be swimming in it. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not swimming in it, but what I am hoping is that when me and Mike and his brother Roddy and stuff, when we started going to that motorcycle thing, we were the youngest kids. We were young kids. We were 15, 16, 17, dirt bikes. We didn't, we didn't know what a knucklehead was. We were the dirt bikes. <laughs> and look at this and like that. I mean, I bought my first car when I was 14. I still have it. Wow. But uh, we were like, uh, you know, we were the youngest there. And now as time keeps on going, keeps on going, I just hope that the young crowd can get into that, into old motorcycles and into that type of stuff. I was going to say, you're still the youngest there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, believe me, yeah. Well played, sir. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so what we're just he- hoping that we get some younger people involved. You know, I know a lot of people um, don't uh, maybe understand the mechanics of it or intimidated by it or 
don't know how to start them or ride them or ship, you know, tank ship them or that kind of stuff. But uh, I sure hope that the younger group, uh, you know, steps up a little bit and keeps the, keeps the sport alive. You know, it's it's a it's, it's an interesting group of people. The young the younger crowd. When I say younger, I mean below forty, and and they're probably younger than that. But right, you know, I'm forty one and. I'm younger than most of my crowd that is watching the half mile. And okay. that is, that's not good for, for a, ah. a, a future, you know, down the road, we don't have a sustainable yeah. thing there. And, and so it's, it's, uh, you know, vintage racing is, is, you know, we've, we've got a pretty loose set of rules because we want to see motorcycles go around the track. We're, we're catering to, you know, people that just want to go racing, basically, not not historians. And sure, sure. and some people are offended, you know, and I get it. And, and there's a place for that. It's called Arma. And you'll see one guy in one class going around. And, and, that's yeah. what it, and that's what it is. And so we try to make a show out of it. And it's I feel that the show has improved tremendously. I know the production has, but also we're not on the short track. We're on the half mile. And that's brought a lot of, you know, even though the racing isn't always better, but it just, it's what people want to see. The board trackers are, are way better on the half mile. Um, this year we've got Chris Carr coming in and a whole bunch of other oh guys boy. on Astros. It's, oh, yeah. dude, it's going to be, there's a bunch, a bunch of, I'm not going to say Chris Carr is going to win it because there is a bunch of wheelers coming in on those now Astros. When you, when you, when you say, <coughs> to me now, when you say Astro, when I was growing up, my buddy had a five hundred, a five hundred seat Astro. It was a Honda. No, this is Bull Taco. Bull Taco. Okay. Yep. Yep. So uh, okay. the a holes on Astros is what we're. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it was an Ascot. Ascot. Where, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are we going to do to uh, get a Frank Fritz race? That his name is on. Okay, he doesn't necessarily have to race, but how cool would that be? I think Frank needs to throw his leg over one if we're going to name it after him. <laughs> At least a, one lap, huh? Put a, a parade lap? Put a giant target oh. on Frank's back. What do you say? I'd, I'd probably try it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we'll I don't have to go fast. All i got to do is make it around. Give Frankie, give him your website, will you? Um, particularly for your store, because quite frankly, your store is very, very cool, well-appointed, great selection. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> what's the website uh it's uh it's uh, uh where am i at? uh 59 sportster okay. at g- gmail.com done and done frank it's always good to talk to you i appreciate you remembering me after i only reminded you yesterday of who the hell i was but uh, perhaps we can get past that in the next four or five years you got to talk to a lot of folks there's a ton of people in collecting that respect you and your ability to bundle is that your favorite thing to do um you know sometimes sometimes i bundle stuff together but uh i've been kind of slacking off that anymore i just kind of been uh a little thinner so it's not quite as much to bundle you know <laughs> we love you brother appreciate the time looking forward to seeing you in august we'll touch base prior to that of course and we'll see if we can't get a name uh, a race named after you for that event okay thank you ever so much god bless you buddy that's one of the good guys on television today frank fritz star of american pickers on the history channel we'll take a short time out come back with uh, rome ramirez of sublime with rome and we're going to be playing some of uh, sublime with rome music uh intro and outro while he's on and uh, chat it up with him see what his love for motorcycling is all about and what it means to be uh, a member of an exceedingly cool band rome ramirez is next this is pit pass stay tuned
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.